0: Okay, so blonde guy's a Matt Mercer, right? Is he? He has to be. He absolutely has to be Matt goddamn Mercer. I'm trying to find the name. The character's name is Chithin or something like that? Matt... (laughs) Mercer the witch from Mercury <laughs> uh, sorry I saw a picture of Matt Mercer as um, Ganondorf from that Jesus
1: awful.
0: nope I it looks not. like
1: he's voiced by somebody named
0: Alejandro Saab who sounds a lot like Matt Mercer to me
1: he really thinking on it yeah he really does
0: yeah he's got like matt mercer bad guy vibe you know like a matt mercer does
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Gundam the Witch from Mercury. My name is Brian. I use he him pronouns. You can find me on the Internet at RoomwarePod on both Twitter and Blue Sky now. And with me, as always, is uh, a product of an obviously evil mother, uh, August. Wow. <laughs>
1: wow you didn't even you haven't even met my mother like she wasn't at the wedding i'm assuming Um,
0: she's i'm assuming she's got like a bunch of cybernetic implants and is obviously evil
1: yes um hello (laughs) i am august uh you can find me on tumblr at strange harpy or, or on blue sky at harpy dora and my pronouns are they them
0: now, audience, I know what you're thinking right now. Guys, you just released an episode. Why are you releasing another one? Well, we just we just love doing this podcast so much. You can't stop us from doing this podcast. Impossible. Yep. <laughs> oh man. To be fair, I did
1: get married. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That is fair. Um and also Christmas and Thanksgiving happened in there. Yep. So. So it's not our fault. Yep. <laughs> um So <laughs> I don't know, let's think about what what shit has happened in the news of cartoons.
1: Uh
0: Fiona and Kate got renewed, didn't it? Uh I th- I think so. Let me uh, Google that real quick. Um, video
1: game voice actors got shafted. It's true. Um, those are the only two pieces of cartoon news that I can come up with off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Um, the writer strike is hella. The writer and actor strike is hella over now. So that's good. Um, let's see. Um. Oh, Steamboat Willie is in fucking Mickey Mickey fucking mouse is in uh, public domain now. Yep. That's pretty big. So I want a thousand pornos with just Mickey Mouse, but only Mickey Mouse and multiple Mickey Mouses. That's what I want. I don't want scary Mickey Mouse. I want somebody to 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 legally produce all the weird Mickey Mouse porn. That's what I want. I'm going to okay. cut that. I don't know. <laughs> don't
1: you fucking dare. Why am I, why am I like this? <laughs> it, it could be the neurodivergence. Um, you ever
0: just like finished going on a bit and being like, mm, I don't know about this bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. I, that's all I can kind of find. Anything going on in PV land? Um, da, 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 da. um unfortunately, uh, the Gay Pirate show has officially been canceled. Yep. Honestly, surprised it even got a second season. <laughs> so, Um, let's take a look at film. Anything weird happening? No, I guess there's a new, there's also like the new Miyazaki movie.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's a trip.
0: Yeah. Um Okay, well what <laughs> what a cart oh oh I forgot to tell you I don't know if I told you this, but the um, so Matt Bradley who created Amphibia mm-hmm. um is creating a new animated film scripted by Rebecca Sugar.
1: Oh, shit, which is a great fucking
0: that's a good that's a good ass team
1: Two great tastes that taste great together
0: because like Amphibia is a really good show, but not a show that I feel like we can is like I like it, but I don't know uh, if we could go like hella deep on it because like it is an extremely kind of like monster of a week show for like a season and a half, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is I like those shows, but it's hard to talk about those shows. Um, but love, love to see Rebecca Sugar back. Also, Rebecca Sugar released like an EP that's pretty good. If you like kind of like, um, moody singer songwriter vaguely soft pop, uh, sort of stuff. It's pretty good. It's worth checking out. If you, if you like. Uh, Rebecca Sugar music like if you like Steven Universe or the you know the other times that they have showed up and played music and things then you'll probably like that EP you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's not radically different from the sort of stuff that they have made in the past so um, August I know, it is, I know it hasn't been really long enough to absorb too much media but uh, what have you been watching as of late
1: um well <clears throat> um i went on a tear when it came to video essays for a while mm-hmm. there um i've finally watched the roblox ooh Fage bomber guy video and jesus christ
0: Um <laughs> i love how like 15 minutes into it it's like Okay, we're not talking about this oof anymore. <laughs> I tricked you. This yeah. is about Tommy Delarico now. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then uh his James Somerton video was also Jesus fucking Christ.
0: Yeah, good fucking lord. Uh um, H, H- Bobber guy, internet fucking uh, investigative journalist.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um <laughs> watched uh some Dan Olson stuff. That's um, pretty fun. Yeah, that, that's he's got ideas. a new one. Yeah, he's got a yeah, new yeah. one out that I need to watch. Um, let's see. Uh, I watched the Fnaf movie. How
0: is the Fnaf movie? I haven't it, watched it.
1: It was fine. Like, okay,
0: it I, wasn't bad. I have basically. no.
1: I have absolutely no grounding in the lore of FNAF and I don't really care about FNAF, but I heard that it was a serviceable movie and it was fine. I don't regret the however long it was that we spent watching it, but I'm sure if you liked Five Nights at Freddy's, it would probably be
0: awesome. Um, Daniel rather liked it. And the way that I've heard it is like, it's a really like, it's a good kind of new kids first horror movie situation Mm -hmm. like for like you know teenage like young teenagers like oh it's Halloween we want to watch something we want to watch a scary thing but you as a parent are like I don't know lots of scary things get real weird real quick I don't know what to choose you can like put on the FNAF movie and it's not it's scary but not too scary like that sort of yeah. situation, yeah. Because we accidentally, uh, like not this Halloween. Maybe it was this Halloween. One Halloween in the last couple of years, like, um, extra freaked out a kid by accident by picking too scary of a thing. I think it was the Whoops. ring, which we didn't think was gonna be that bad. Oh uh, god, but it was.
1: I have a story about the ring.
0: Oh my god, what is your story about the ring?
1: So. I knew some kids. So this is, in high school, there were still such a thing as pay phones uh, for me and presumably <laughs> also for you. To our audience out there. Yeah, <laughs> to our
0: audience out there. A pay phone is a phone you put a quarter in. Um, quarters are a, a type of physical currency. <laughs> uh. um,
1: so uh, there was a movie theater near the high school that... Um, still had payphones mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, i knew some kids who would call those payphones like 5 10 minutes after the ring let out when it was still in theaters uh to to say 7 days
0: you know <laughs> that's pretty it was, good.
1: <laughs> it was it was so mean
0: it's <laughs> pretty good i i approve of this
1: Um, but yeah, uh, I also watched the Barbie movie.
0: Barbie movie is good. Yeah.
1: I, I have, I have mixed feelings about the Barbie movie because it was very fun and entertaining, but you know, people, I, I had seen people on the internet talk about how like, it's this great feminist icon and it's just like, no, the fuck it isn't. It tries to. It knows exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and it tries to make you think that it's this great feminist thing, but like the politics of the movie are really kind of milk toast. And uh, are. Like, we,
0: I mean, we are maybe not the target audience who needs to hear that message, though. <laughs> like it could be could a toe dip into a more critical theory is still useful.
1: Yeah, but then you get the gender essentialism or the biological essentialism at the very end where it's like she's not a real woman until she has a vagina.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fair, I guess.
1: So, I mean, it was fun. Would I watch it again? abso fucking lootly Is it a great piece of feminist media? No.
0: <laughs> we do get but the I Ken did have song, fun. though
1: the the Ken song was really good. Like I like I said I liked it. It was fun. Uh the the implication that the woman who created Barbie is just a ghost that haunts the Mattel offices was uh <laughs> sure was something. That is a choice. It was it was a choice. <laughs> but uh Yeah, I mean like I said, I'd watch it again. Um, let's see. Did I watch anything else? Have I watched anything else? We've we've got Annihilation and uh, Atomic Blonde checked out from the library. We still need to watch both of them. Um, but uh, so hopefully by the time we record next, I will have watched at least one of those.
0: Um, there's Atomic there's Blonde's been an entire I really like I mean, I like annihilation quite a bit, but I also watched quite a bit of annihilation, like for preparation for things.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's been an entire uh life series since we recorded last <laughs> uh, which was great. Uh, nice, enjoyed that a lot. Um, How's Baldur's yeah. Gate
0: going? That's still happening. Uh,
1: so I put 240 hours into Baldur's Gate and then... Baby numbers. Yeah, I I had gorged myself uh, to the point where just one day I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I haven't opened it since, mm-hmm. which is not good because they've got the new epilogues and I really want to see my first characters epilogues now that, uh, now that the, the new stuff has been patched in. I want to see how that shakes out, but I didn't save after the final battle. I saved before the final battle and I'm looking at that and I'm just like, Oh my God, dude, I, i can't do it right now i just is there any way you can
0: hack your save file oh i wish um there might be a save file
1: editor uh i i would be afraid though um just copy
0: just you just save a a secondary copy of the file somewhere else
1: but i don't know maybe i'll Um, look into that but uh, I also yeah, I can have see like... why
0: you would not want to do that. Here is my suggestion. OK. OK. So uh-huh. figure assuming we can get past this final fight situation. Right. Yeah. You you find you and like three ish other people who haven't done the epilogues yet, because I bet you there's a lot of people who kind of got a little burned out from going too hard and heavy on Baldur's Gate. Right. hmm. And you all get on stream and in each corner of the screen, everybody starts their epilogues and starts playing them at the same time. All the audio running for the audience at the same time is completely incomprehensible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll get right on that. Sounds good. Um, House Flipper 2 also came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got about 50 hours in that. Um,
0: um, oh, so- a natural segue. Also, uh, if you want to see me and August play another gripping, cutting edge modern RPG, you can watch me and August play Fallout New Vegas on Tuesdays now for Fallout Tuesdays. Thank you to Fee for that (laughs) amazing title, frankly.
1: It's very good. (laughs) It's almost like Fee is clever and witty. It's true. But yeah, that's, that is the media that I have consumed.
0: Good, good. Well, um, let's see, fuck. They, let's see, let's, let's go with, like, top-down shit. Um, I watched, oh, oh, I have completed, I have completed all of the Quentin reviews. Uh, Quentin Reviews oh, put out in the the last Salmon Cat video, and it was pretty fucking good. And then people were mean to him on Twitter, and I got really mad, personally. Like, because he, like, released this thing, and he was having a lot of, like, you know... Oh, man, is this stupid big thing that I've released that took me a whole year to put, to put out, is it any good? You know, those sorts of feelings. Because, like, Quentin's just a regular guy who somehow has, lo- like, you know... That, uh, lots of YouTube video essayists are just like, th- they were as much like beneficiaries as victims of an algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing something stupid and personal until like millions of people <laughs> are watching them do that personal thing, you know? Um, Does that mean that Quentin reviews is beyond reproach? Absolutely not. But uh, when people are just being needlessly mean to him on Twitter, it's, uh, it's perturbing. <laughs> and then, uh, but that was fun. I really liked the Salmon Cat video. I think that he did a very good job, especially on the, 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 video before it, I would agree with some people who are like, it's really meandering. And I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of the fun of it. Also, he doesn't consider himself a video essayist anyways, He comes like, he thinks of the shit that he makes is like podcasts. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a lot more accurate to the way Quentin makes videos. Um, but Salmon Cat video, it's done, um, completed. Quentin is free of say uh, uh, of I think the the Nickelodeon extended universe for a little while. Um, God, let's see. Um, I also watched, uh, the Super Patch Wolf put out something recently. Super Eyepatch Wolf. What did he put out recently? Um, he did The Simpsons is Good Again, which was a pretty good video, where he talks about, like, the newest few seasons of The Simpsons and how they're back to being pretty good. Hmm. Um... And also, I've been watching him play this RPG called Fear and Hunger. And now I'm obsessed with uh, this RPG called Fear and Hunger that I may never play. Um, I look into it. If you go to if you're like, oh, what is this thing Brian's talking about? You've never heard about Fear and Hunger. Look up some content warnings for Fear and Hunger because it's like a grim, dark uh, RPG. Um, but it's good um it's just edgy but it's good edgy um it's got a really cool mythology it's very much like 40 it's got 40k vibes where you're like um oh, the mythology of this is pretty good but the it, it is extremely grimdark but it's a little i feel like a little bit better about it a lot of times than like say 40k is so um I've also been watching Billiam. I, I too watch a million video essays. Billiam has released his latest video in his series on Lost. Um, he's been doing how many Lost videos has he done? Do 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 do. Maybe just the two? Do you, no, he's done more than two playlists. He's got to have Lost Retrospective. Four videos on Lost. Let's see. Um, The first one was three hours long. The second one was uh, six and a half. And then another three and a half. And then the final. Oh, no, it's not the final one. The second to last one is six and a half long. And so the the next Lost video will be the final season of Lost. Again, a show I like the Nickelodeon shows, a show I never watched. I never really got into Lost. I think I watched the first season like everybody fucking did um but um as far as other media i watched the mario movie like literally like a few days ago uh-huh it's pretty good actually it's not great like it didn't change my life but i was like huh this was a fun little romp um jack black obviously like steals the show uh in that movie but otherwise it's good it's like extremely reference heavy, but like is like part of me is like, is this a reference or is this just what you have to do in a Mario movie? It's not a reference because like it's weird. They don't very they do on occasion, but like a lot of times it's just like stuff that exists in the world because like it's Mario and that's just what's going to be here. So still doesn't hold a candle to the previous masterpiece of Mario adaptation, but, you know, is a pretty good romp. Yep. Um, Do, 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 do. Oh, I also uh, like literally last night, just like shotgunned all of the new echo series on Disney plus like echo. For those of you who I guess maybe don't know is like a character. Well, from Marvel, but was introduced um, into the MCU uh, in the Hawkeye series that I rather liked. Um, And uh, this is like kind of, it seems like Disney Marvel might be trying to go to, to get some like Netflix Marvel vibes. Cause this felt kind of like a Netflix Marvel show. For one, there was like a lot of blood and swearing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the character is like a lot less morally sound. Like she does a She does a good amount of murder. She murders Mm -hmm. like a lot. She's she does a lot of killing in this show. Um, It's nice, too, because like Echo is like a daredevil character. And so she's deaf in the comics. And then I believe the like 90 percent sure the actress is deaf um, but they don't like they lean like people are just there's like whole conversations of in sign language where like people don't talk and there's obviously subtitles at the bottom or and everything like that. But like there's just like they just treat it as a completely normal thing and don't make it weird except for Kingpin. Um, who's all you know? Spoiler: Kingpin's back. William, De- uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's back as Kingpin, which I fucking love. I love Vincent D'Onofrio, and um, so he. It, it's very. Th- there's a scene where like he comes up with this whole technology so he can talk to Echo, um, and uh but he doesn't learn sign language. And she's like, why the fuck don't you just learn sign language?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: Men would rather develop an entirely new technology to talk to a deaf person mm-hmm. than go to therapy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cause like on one hand, it's like, actually, this is really cool. Um, <laughs> Wilson, this is actually like, it's like a contact that like translates words into sign like, and you see like a, like an AR projection of hands doing sign,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, which is like, that would actually be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, but it's invented by the, or it's not even invented, it was commissioned by evil, evil mafia boss, so he didn't have to learn sign, right? Like, um, but I liked it. I liked it pretty good. Also, Daredevil shows up in the first episode for like five minutes. And I was like, there's my boy, Um, because Daredevil is like my favorite Marvel thing that has been adapted to like film. I think the Daredevil series is great if you ignore half of the second season. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's pretty good. (laughs) Um, Not a huge fan of the Electra plot because I just it's very weird. They'd, it's weird that Elektra and Matt Murdock don't have as much chemistry as uh, Matt Murdock and The Punisher do. So, Because Matt and The Punisher are just like, they're like four seconds away from just fucking, like 90% of the time they're on screen together. Mm-hmm. Um, But, I don't know, I'm kind of interested to see what the MCU does with the new Daredevil series. Because, like, I liked... I liked most of the She-Hulk series and I particularly liked the episode where Matt shows up and he's just a rude rat. Um, (laughs) Just because like Matt Murdock has two modes depending on who's writing him. And those modes are like a deep, deep Catholic guilt or a guy who's down to fuck. Uh, And a lot of times they're just happening in the same comic. And I also like Charlie Cox, like, quite a bit i've like loved charlie cox since i saw him on like boardwalk empire Mm -hmm. um so always been a big fan of charlie cox so i'm just excited for the new daredevil series um so and also i liked this echo series it felt kind of like more it felt more like the netflix stuff but like less they handled the less grounded parts Better than Netflix did like the most magical that the Netflix ones got were kind of like was the Iron Fist stuff and like Iron Fist was obvious like was hands down the worst one of those. Um, And I think Echo handles it a lot better. I don't know much about Echo, so I don't think I think her powers are like radically different than they are in the comics. But also characters in the comic books have a tendency to just all have the same fucking like four powers. So that might just be to differentiate her from other stuff um Mm -hmm. also it's a nice thing is the actress is um who plays echo is like an amputee and i don't think echo is an amputee in the comics um but they like make it a whole part of her character that's not like a focus of her character it's just something her character has to fucking deal with like scenarios where like oh shit my fake leg is caught in something and now or not fake leg but my uh prosthetic leg is like caught in something and i've got to figure out a solution to this and you know that sort of stuff so yeah um oh and she's a uh a, a, believe in the series she's a choctaw uh tribe member um and that plays heavily into the character so hell yeah yeah. It was, I mean overall pretty good. Like it wasn't like didn't blow my fucking socks off, but I was like, and it's only five fucking episodes. Like, you get a fucking story and you don't spend a million. It's like it's fast. It's a fast fucking time. Um let's see. I can't uh Yep, that's it. I think. Okay. Well, anyways,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, today you might have forgotten. <laughs> we certainly <laughs> didn't. We did. Um, today we are covering episodes seven and eight of "Um, the Witch from Mercury." Shall we Gundam and their choice? Um, episode 7 came out on November the 20th, 2022. Um, it was uh, written by... Duh, 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 uh, Sunichi Yoshizawa, and then directed by... Oh, how do I put? Pre- is it Ko? Is it just... If it's um, K-O with the O with the line over the top of it, is it just Ko? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ko uh, Yoneyama. I think I got close. Uh, <laughs> so uh, still worried about uh, the um, sad, evil twink. Uh, Saleta is invited to a quote. This They call it this in the show. We didn't make this stupid word up. They call it an incubation party, which sounds like it is both like an extremely stupid thing for something to be called and something that is almost certainly a real fucking like a uh, situation where some uh, vulture capitalist steals somebody's like baby from them. I you
1: was, was going to say, it sounds like the kind of party you might see an invite to on FetLife, but...
0: life, <laughs> but you know, 50, 50, right? <laughs> um, Why not both? <laughs> an annual meeting uh, of startups held by the, uh, is it Burnett group? Yeah, it's Burnett group. Uh, she and Mirrene uh, attend together during the party. Suleta meets uh, Elan, our uh, uh, evil Twink Prime, as we will refer to him. Um, evil Twink Prime, believing him to be uh, the sad Twink that she uh, knew before. Uh, the CEOs of the Peril Technologies, those are the. Um, Peril Technologies is the evil cyber grandmas, um, publicly confront Suleta with proof that Ariel is a Gundam. Uh, to protect Ariel, Mirine announces that she will start a new fucking company called Gun Arm uh, to research safe applications for uh, gun uh, gun arm technology. Uh, she manages this f- to fund the company with her father's symbolic support. Uh, Prospera and Mirine cross swords briefly, uh, but at the end, Prospera admits to Seleta that uh, Ariel is in fact a Gundam. Um I I am so like coming back to the you know it's been a hot minute right and coming back is like goddamn this plot does not slow down like this show does not I don't think there's any filler left in this show you know what I mean like it really feels like we're just like we're fucking it's plot it's all plot no no more slice of life
1: <laughs> yeah also yeah. what is
0: this school
1: <laughs> what the fuck is this school are these i mean you
0: yeah you, you can't go on, tell
1: me that otori academy wouldn't be exactly like this if it weren't if
0: it were in space like i mean i guess so but like it, it seems that like yeah, sure. The gun the Gundam technology business certainly sort of a left field candidate for a business. But it seems like kids, like children cuz like they're like 16, 17 if I remember correctly. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cuz like no, they're 16 because when uh Meereen turns fucking 17, that's when the like like the 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 fuse runs out on the marriage shit, right? Mhm. So why are we giving 16-year-olds billions of fucking dollars? <laughs> fucking space capitalism has really fucked this whole world up. Yeah. Um I do like all of the the, the intrigue of this like the political intrigue of the show as it's beginning to ramp up is very actually extremely engrossing
1: <laughs> yes
0: like they're yes, spending a lot of so. plates for different factions and but most of the factions even if they're not like even if their um, motives are not necessarily clear their desires seem to be you know what I mean Like yeah, like I don't know Sorry, what I was the yawning. oh yeah no worries I don't know what the evil grandmas what their fucking game is, um but it's obviously it's obvious that they want to, um I mean luckily because the show is set in like capitalist space hell it it, it kind of helps like boil down like what the motives are. I guess, I guess I do know like it's to make money, right? Like no one here is yeah. trying to like, they want power, influence, and money. Those are the only things that any of the factions want. It's just, you know, what is their approach to it? You know what I mean? hmm So, um, I couldn't quite tell, Do you think that Evil Twink... Was Evil Twink Prime in on getting jumped on the main stage there?
1: I, at the very least, with the way that the dub voice actor played it, Mm -hmm. it did not seem that he was in on getting jumped on stage.
0: Yeah. That's Um, fair. Like, I couldn't quite tell if he was just, like... Because, like, he invited Saleta to come up there with him. So, like, it felt like there, like, why would he do that if there wasn't some kind of plan to, you know, no one, he's not the kind of character who's going to do anything altruistically, like, literally at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he could have easily been told to do that, but not told why.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to get them. And yeah. then, but also we're going to, like, we will throw you on this bonfire as well.
1: Yeah. Um shit, I was gonna say something and I lost it.
0: Um, oh, you're off the podcast?
1: I know <laughs> I'm the worst. um and as far as like uh that that particular bit of intrigue goes, um, you know, it's it's nice to see. Uh, Prospera being
0: menacing. Uh, Always good to see an evil lady. She's so like okay you i remember distinctly when i was talking to you being like the japanese voice actor for prospera like plays this a lot more evil like obviously evil than prosper is now i wonder if she's actually evil never mind i take it back she's obviously fucking evil holy oh, yeah. shit she's, is she evil in she's these so two evil
1: she's so fucking she- evil She's so evil and it's great. And I mean, can you blame her for being evil though? Like with with everything that's happened, can you really blame her for being
0: evil? I mean, no. Well, maybe if if my theory about what's going on with Ariel and Seleta is correct, uh maybe a little bit.
1: <laughs> Fair.
0: Um Though I do like part of this is, like, she's evil, but seemingly is protective. Like, I like how she's just like, I will, uh, listen here, uh, child of the man who destroyed my life. I'll fucking end you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll fuck you up. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That was, that was such a great scene. (laughs) Um... A completely inconsequential thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way is uh, in talking about um, at the very beginning of the of the party. uh, Suleta's talking about how the dress is tight in the chest. Yes. And it's like this this series has up until this point not performed any overt fan service and like the character models don't really show that much difference in like their bust sizes. So it's like, what's what's the point here?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Though I do think like the the recurring um I do like the recurring Mirene telling um telling Seleta like stand up fucking straight. I Mm said I sent August like a so uh I forgot to talk about this in the la- in our what have we been watching, but I've been watching a lot of professional wrestling. My boy, Eddie Kingston, is doing so good, and I love him so much. Um, but another breakout character that's kind of come up is Tony Storm, who uh, lost her fucking mind after losing and decided that she was, in fact, 1920s movie starlet. <laughs> um, and she has this, like, new catchphrase that she's gotten over, which is like, chin up. Tits out, watch for the shoe, and then she'll throw a shoe at you later. Um, and uh, I sent that to August. I'm like, this is this is Mirrene's entire fucking mantra to like Celetta this episode is just like, chin up, tits out, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, although you
1: know who doesn't have his tits out? Who? Mr. Has-His-Tits-Out-All-The-Time. Oh,
0: yeah, the evil-the evil blonde. Yes. Yeah, evil blonde guy, who has a harem, I guess. <laughs> we'll find I out guess. in the next episode. Even blonde guy with maybe platonic harem? I don't understand the dynamics going on with those people, but...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it feels yeah. like- like. I, I am fine if like it's a it's an evil blonde guy and his harem of evil ladies. I don't care. It's anime. I've watched a lot of anime, right? Um, but the dynamic when you see them all together is not like they're all fawning over him. It's just like him and his harem of bad bitches, <laughs> and that's it. Like, yeah, platonic harem, um. <laughs> This is the this is the sort of ace representation we need. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Lord.
0: Uh why am I like this? Uh. The um but yeah, he I like how Mirene gives the two people from Earth. Like Earth House shit for showing up in their school uniforms. Meanwhile, he shows up also in his school uniform, but apparently he's just allowed to wear his school uniform with like like shirt open, no shirt underneath it, like just whatever.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Oh, uh,
1: anime. Um, Mirine's character growth this episode is mm-hmm. is top tier. It's true.
0: Yeah. The, I like this situation where it's like, obviously Seleta has like some level of like crush and affection for Meereen, right? But also part of like, is just like, Saleta is just like the night, like is just like best girl, you know? Like mm-hmm. um, she's just super nice and she would be helping and caring for Meereen whether she had romantic feelings for Meereen or not, right? And it, I like this dynamic of like, I'm extremely helpful, and the other one's like, I don't want your help, except I'm extremely in love with you. I'm very obviously in love with you. <laughs> don't tell anybody this, or I will murder you, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, the the character growth, really good. Um, I mean, maybe spurred on by... Uh, you know, for ulterior motives or what have you though. There's like absolutely no way. I feel like there's absolutely no way Prospera could have called this particular shot. This just worked out for her.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I guess. I don't have any other notes. Um, I'm trying to remember if there were any weird cutaways or anything like that. I can't think of anything. No, I mean, it was just a good episode where I I also appreciate that, like. This feels like the most. Like this is a Gundam. I, I like that this show doesn't. Like, we go, like, basically two episodes. We're gonna go two episodes, maybe even three. Let me take a look at the list of episodes here. Um. Oh, no, no, okay. There's definitely, I think, a, a fight in the next episode. But, like, we've gone, um, like, two episodes back-to-back that are have, like, no fighting, are extremely talky-heavy... Like, Mm -hmm. they're very plot-dense, but, like, they keep it moving pretty good. Like, this is a good show. It's just a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, if you want to, let's move on to episode eight, Their Choice. Yes. Uh, came out on December the 4th, 2022. Um, This one was written uh, by uh, Akira Toba and uh, Shinya Wataba and then directed by Yoshihiro Naka... Nakanishi. Um, nope, fuck, sorry. That was the the wrong info for that. Um, yes on directing. <laughs> um, no on the writing. It was written by Yoshihiro Suzuki um, uh, Masakuza Sunazawa and uh Shoji Ikino, and Ryo Ando. So, <laughs> goddamn, there's a lot of writers on that motherfucker. <laughs> like, yep. that's the most people I've seen touch a fucking script in this particular show. Um... Uh, in this episode, Mirren recruits the members of Earth House for her new company and makes it their base of operations. To learn more about the Gund format uh, technology, she consults with both Prospera and uh, Belmiria, which I believe is like other cyber grandma, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like OG cyber grandma from like the the uh, prologue um, uh, for information. But both she and the rest of the uh, companions uh, are at doubt about working in a company that sells weapons. Meanwhile, Shadik, which is the evil blonde, uh, d- Captain Tits Out, uh, makes repeated offers to buy out Gun Arm um, since he believes Gundams are the future of the Burnett group. But Mirene refuses. However, upon learning more about uh, Cardo Nabo and his intentions, I, I guess that's like Shadik's dad. Amirine uh, decides that the focus of her company will be to improve the gun-to-arm um for medical applications, which was its original purpose. Having convinced the others about her vision, Amirine prepares to launch her company until she learns that Shadiq had the school regulations altered to prevent that, intending to seize Ariel and all the technology related to it for himself. Um This is I I I like that this episode is like, how the fuck do we, oh fuck, we fucked up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also like, this episode is like, hello, we're here to talk about the politics of big robots and the military industrial complex. Um, cause like the reveal in this, cause I don't even think it's like a hundred percent like, apparent in the prologue. Um, but the kind of like the setup that like, oh, the gun to format was never meant for military applications. It was in fact. No, it was it was
1: pretty obvious in the prologue. I remember okay. we talked a lot about uh, a lot about like the military industrial complex and weaponizing it. Yeah. Um You know, weaponizing medical advancements. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, the, the,
0: oh, the, on,
1: the, the, good, good discussion about, uh, the, the militarization, uh, and, uh, transhumanism, uh, is here.
0: hmm Cause, like, the, er, like, kind of the setup of the conflict is, like, Mia I don't think, has a single fucking issue selling weapons. Like, she does not have a moral, like, she is not. She has not got that in her because like to her, it's just entirely normal that you're going to sell weapons because her father sold weapons. I'm assuming her father's father sold weapons. That's just what they fucking do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the objections of all of the people like are not all of the people from the earth group either, which I appreciate that. It wasn't like a black and white scenario on this either. And like how what how and why people would get into this sort of business. Because, like, the Earth Group people, like, some of them are like, we don't really want to sell weapons of war because, like, then we're – we have to wrestle with the moral, like, quandary of, like, is it just to build a gun, you know? Um, it's like the, gu- the the word Gundam is a portmanteau of gun and freedom. Tomino was not subtle about things. <laughs> uh, there's a reason the Gundams are all bl- red, white, and blue. <laughs> In their color schemes, so, um, the, uh, but yeah, that, that conflict in like, that's, they're conflicted and some of them are like, well, I don't really care. I just want to make money because they're like, the earth house is like poor as shit. They've got no money. Um, I, I really appreciated that particular like level of like characters having opinions and nuance.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, okay. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say nuance. I mm-hmm. think that it's it's pretty straightforward yeah. with I, how okay. it's presenting that stuff. But <laughs>
0: nuance brackets <it's>, anime.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you're right. For for an anime, it's it's fairly nuanced. But you know, objectively speaking, I I feel like it's it's pretty pretty straightforward there mm-hmm. but you know the point the points that it's making are very good um and you're right like not painting the earth house with the same broad brush is uh, uh a really good choice um but uh damn i i don't know how i feel about this series and like the The way it approaches, like I'm trying to think of the the right term here, but you know, the way that it approaches the concept of like medical technology mm-hmm. uh, for the specific type of types of uses that it's being espoused for in the show, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I guess it it might be just because I know a fair number of disabled people who have like prosthetics and medical implants and stuff, but it's just like, and, and a lot of people may not, may not have access to the, you know, that, that kind of, uh, you know, experience imparted from listening to listening to people who are in that position, but it's just like, Damn this! This doesn't sit right with me in some ways. In what way? Um, because they're still wanting to profit off of this, and like mm-hmm. the ways in which companies profit off of medical implants and things like that today are really, really gross. That's fair. Uh, and so, like, it's obviously more noble to want to help people with the gunned format than. To create weapons with the gun format, but it's still they're still trying to profit off of it. And that's seen as a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, is it a good thing or is it just a necessary thing? Because, like, this is an ultra capitalist space society, right? And they are two and a half billion dollars in debt <laughs> from the jump. True. Like it's not necessarily like it mirroring doesn't even want to be here. She doesn't even want to be doing this. She wants to be on earth fucking about, um, but like made the choice to kind of do this to protect like Seleta and Ariel. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily know. I don't know. It's also the thing where like, it doesn't seem like for most of the earth house people, there's a couple of them who are like, hell yeah, we're going to get rich or whatever. Right. But for, like, most of them, they're just like, hell yeah, I'm gonna have a level of basic comfort. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Now, I don't know how many billion, like, what two and a half billion dollars in space dollars is. Um, Though I guess, like, it, it doesn't seem like an unreasonable amount of money to spend on the kind of medical technology they're trying to develop. Yeah. Um also considering they had to buy out an entire other like weapons manufacturing company to even get to here. Um Yeah. But like I you know I think it's I think part of it is that I mean, I don't think the show is super explicit about it, but like they're not here they are not Miarine and in particular, like most of the character motivations are not Hell yeah, we're gonna make a ton of money off of this. It's like fuck. Now we have two billions dollars worth of debt. How do we deal with this in the most like morally, like the least morally reprehensible way that we can? Mm. Because like if they if they just wanted to make money, they could just make weapons. And that would pay off the debt and that would solve the problem. And I think that's part of it that's wrapped up in here is like, well, we don't want – this is a gross way to make money. We have to make money because we are low-key fucked. Or at least Meereen has to make money, right? Like she has to make money. (laughs) But also all of them have to – like all of the people in Earth House, they also have to make money because – they have to eat like one of the establishing setups for them is that they barely have enough fucking funds to feed themselves from week to week just to begin with. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm by no means mm-hmm. trying to say that like, you know, the, the character motivations themselves are bad or anything. It's just, I, I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I, it still feels kind of slimy. That's fair. Uh, especially with like the the way that they're trying to rehabilitate the 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 name of like the gun format and stuff like that, um, it just it feels bad to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, we also still have the sticky wicket that the gun format literally kills people, <laughs> except for Celeda. Yeah. Like it, we've watched we watched it burn up the evil twink. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, what is it actually trying to say here? Though, I mean, maybe it's like, you know, it's that maybe the, the idea though, is that like the gun format, it burns up people when they're in the gun, the big evil death robots. Um, but we actually haven't seen it. Actually, have we seen it? Like, is is it not implied that. Prospera's arm is a gun format prosthetic.
1: Yeah, that is. I, I, I feel like that's almost outright stated. Yeah.
0: So like when it's used like that, it seems to not uh, straight up murder people. Yeah. So.
1: Something, something neural load.
0: Uh, Yeah. Or, or like big, I mean, less like plot heavy and more like metaphorical, like doing war you know, cr- like committing acts of violence, like, you know, slowly tears away at your actual humanity. Yeah. Um, I was just making oh, a yeah.
1: Pacific Rim reference because of who I am as a person. <laughs> so, uh,
0: let's see. Um, oh, we get to see, uh, G- Gruul. Um, yeah, he's doing bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor buddy. Um, yeah, they're they are doing a pretty good job of trying to rehabilitate this character who's obviously this show's a Vegeta.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um Oh, we this is the episode we were we're invent we're uh introduced to Captain Tits out's like full on harem. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Like and it's weird like the vibes between them, they don't immediately scream harem vibes, but that's obviously what's happening here. So I don't know.
1: It's, I don't know. It, in some ways, like, it almost strikes me as one of those things where it's like they have to fulfill a certain number of anime tropes. Mm-hmm. Like with the, with the not quite fan service last episode about Suletta's chest size. Um... It it almost feels like that where it's like there there are certain things that they're expected to hit, but they're not interested in hitting them that hard.
0: Yeah, or subverting them in some small ways. Mm Hmm. I mean, we'll see. I I distinctly remember the harem, but like it just we'll see next episode because um uh you know they. surprise surprise the harem fights uh soletta like you know this is this is a battle anime it's pretty easy to figure out where this is going i feel like mm-hmm. in the show where people challenge each other to duels perhaps the uh evil harem will challenge soletta to a duel you know yeah. um also uh we do get some like really nice like uh you know a pretty fun little coda of like uh we we continue to develop Choo Choo, uh, the best character in this show, um, <laughs> and her wife. Um, those two are obviously dating. This is the most ob- two characters who are obviously dating in all of anime.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, also, I appreciate, like, so, so, uh. To answer the one question I believe that we have for this this week, which was um, from Izzy, is like, "How's the game? Yeah. Is going pretty good." In particular, in this episode, we get like uh, Mirren uh, gently laying her head on uh, Saletta's back as she rides side saddle on a scooter like a fucking weirdo.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, that was pretty cute. Um. But yeah, I'm interested to see, let's see. We've got what Oh yeah. <laughs> Looking at the schedule, we're going to cover three episodes next week. Or next time. Cuz there's 11 episodes in this first season, I believe. Or is there 12? No, there's 12. My bad. 12. I take it back. Um So yeah. Um But yeah, we uh, we get to see more. I think, you know, as we come to the end of the season, I believe shit will probably ramp up pretty quickly. Like it's kind of wild that this is like we are literally two thirds of the way through the season at episode eight. um, And it feels like the table setting just got put into place as the big conflict. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, how are they going to make this gun format thing work? Um but they only have four episodes to do it in. <laughs> um so that's interesting. I like the little promo the promotional video is really fucking cute. It is. Um I put a I I I had to go to YouTube because Crunchyroll sucks shit and won't let me take uh take screenshots so that's why the like that one screenshot i have of saletta's face from the thing is just like at like no like six pixels big but her expression in that video is so well animated um <laughs> she's she's great i love her quite a bit
1: um i may know how to fix that issue with crunchy roll
0: oh you have an um, uncle that works at crunchy
1: No, Um, do you have hardware acceleration turned on in your browser?
0: Uh, No, actually, I have turned it off, I believe.
1: Okay. Um, Because that was, it was my understanding that hardware acceleration can uh, allow (laughs) websites to prevent you from uh, taking screenshots. Oh, I
0: do. Okay, okay, hold on a second. Let's uh, test this in real time. Zelda oh you're right fuck yeah hell yeah now I but now I'm attached to the the aesthetic of crunchy Saletta face but
1: I mean I'm not saying that you should get (laughs) rid of crunchy Saletta face but in the future
0: yeah sweet fuck yeah okay cool Cool and sick. Um, all right. But yeah, I'm excited to see where this, like, like, well, hell, I know where the first season goes, but I mean, like, I'm excited for this, us to ramp toward where I know the first season goes. And they're doing, I feel like the show is doing a very good job of like building at a, at, like a really nice pace. The sort of like the, the relationship that Saleta and, um, Mereen have because like the like Mereen stepping forward and being like let me protect you moment is just like all like it's like cut to the you know that the the meme of like all the people cheering in the bar like when that happens
1: Uh uh-huh uh-huh
0: so yeah gentle head laying taking care of her tomatoes you know all good all good things um also the more f- the more weird factions we get the more and more it feels like fucking um <laughs> uh utena absolutely like yeah like bonkers fucking bad guys who just are completely impractical you got to love them <laughs> like a uh, evil blonde guy who never wears a shirt and has a harem of evil ladies is like the most uten bad guy you could probably put into a show <laughs> um yeah all righty well i covered our one question it's because august and i decided like last week we were going to actually get back on our shit um so we're we're here uh, we're queer. We're recording this podcast hopefully regularly again, or it might be like four months before the next episode. Who knows? <laughs> we don't. Uh. <laughs> but no, we're. I think. I think uh, all of our bullshit is finally over with, and so we should be. We should be back on our normal shit for a little while, at least. Um. But yeah, if you want to submit questions to us. Also, uh, Fee made us a new logo. I don't know if you saw that.
1: No, I didn't see that. Uh, Hang yeah, on. Yeah, go, go on. Head, Is check it, it out. in Discord? Yeah,
0: it's in, it's in the space Rocks thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so um... I might throw that as the like the because you can do like one-off art or whatever. I might see if I can put it in the episode description or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, what's been happening in FTL? It's been a hot minute. Like, what's the current happenings over there?
1: Um. So we have two more recordings left in season seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is wild. It's fucking wild. Um, our current arc involves, uh, Jeff Stormer coming on as a guest, uh, to play his game. Anyone can wear the mask. It's a really great arc. Uh, Jeff and Zach and Jade knocked it out of the park. Um, But, uh, depending on when this releases, uh, the last part of it should be up. So, uh, you can listen to the whole arc all in one go. Oh yeah.
0: It's going to come out next week.
1: Okay. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, the last, uh, the last episode will have dropped. So, um, yeah, uh, wild that season seven is almost over. Jesus.
0: Yeah. I mean, over like we're in roughly like we have in theory, two more recording sessions left before we are donezo with this season of, uh, elder County. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it might in the way that finales work, I'm building in like the possibility of like, kind of like a slush, like, uh, sort of makeup tie-up loose ends sort of recording session sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um so two to three. <laughs> but probably two. So um and then uh Dumb Kids is done. You missed it. We were gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: we did a QA. That show's finished forever. Probably not though. I think we specifically talked about we're gonna come back with a slightly modified format at some point whenever the fuck we feel like coming back yeah um let's see and then august and i are streaming again finally hopefully on a a regular regular schedule how have you liked we've we've streamed once so far how have you liked fallout new vegas so far
1: um, I'm a fan of the number of cowboy robots in it, uh, which is
0: too yeah, surprising, like, which is way more than most games.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan of the number of cowboy robots in mm-hmm. it.
0: Um, we've only really like, we haven't really started hitting the app cause like it's an old school CRPG. So like, pl- like playing two hours of any, uh, like Western style RP, frankly, any like sprawling RPG is just like, you're not even out of the tutorial really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm having a mm-hmm. good time so far.
0: Um, but I think the next time when we stream next time, we're going to like now that we've kind of wrapped up what's going on in prim, I'll go talk to the NCR quite a bit. And then we're going to like meet Caesar's Legion. And those are like the mm-hmm. two big factions. And so I cannot fucking oh, man, when we meet Caesar's Legion, it's going to be great. And also, oh uh like a uh, spoiler alert, we're probably not going to play a Pro Caesar's Legion playthrough because I just don't feel like doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean they they seem kind of not great, but I mean NCR seems kind of not great, but Caesar's Legion seems not greater.
0: Mm-hmm. They the weird thing, so that I don't know. We'll meet. We'll eventually meet Caesar in like uh, I don't know. We. Two and a half hours uh, per session. It might take us a hot minute to get through Fallout New Vegas. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, we're probably going to stick pretty critical path <laughs> until we find a companion that we really love, and then we fall fully off of that. Knowing no, I know us. We're yeah. going to choose a blorbo, and boy, howdy, is there a lot of good blorbos in this particular game. Give you, I'm excited. Like, give you kind of like a, a heads up for like companions we have. Um. Uh, forlorn lesbian. Uh, outcast from her family by choice. Um, we have a uh, broody sniper. Um, we have robot dog. Uh, we have broken little robot. Cowboy zombie. Grandma mutant. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um gay former fascist uh (laughs) so quite a bit quite a bit of good good companions in this game frankly hell yeah the problem is we can only have one companion at a time so it takes forever to build through like all of their Mm storylines well you can kind of have technically you can have one companion and then one like dog basically and like Edie, the little robe like i bought or rex the dog you can have either one of these and one of them and a person companion i believe is how fallout new vegas works so so well probably uh, knowing that like i just know us like we'll stay on critical path until like we get extremely invested into one of the very like the npcs you roam around with and -hmm. then all bets are off (laughs) yeah um But we also, we're going to meet one of my other favorite NPCs, which is another robot. (laughs) Oh, man. We also will have to do the quest where we can fuck a robot. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Though it's, like, less of a, it's more like, so you know how, like, there's an obvious difference between, like, Victor and uh, Prim Slim in versions of Cowboy Robot? The sex robot is a lot more prim slim than it is a Victor. Oh, so still fun though.
1: Okay. And there's also
0: a mean ghoul lady. So
1: I like mean ghoul ladies.
0: So anyways, uh, (laughs) come, come watch this adventure, uh, on Tuesdays for fallout new or fallout two days. Um, I don't remember. Fuck it. It's been like literally like months and months since we recorded last. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna give it to you, August, because I'm uh, I'm I'm gracious like that.
1: Oh, okay. Um all right then. Uh in that case, dear listeners, I ask that you be like Cookie Cat and get about two and a half billion space dollars in debt. Yeah.
0: Peace. Peace. 重い眠り見付く君の選ぶ